0: listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. All right, now with Jason Shearer, Mike Luke. Jason, we love covering football. We will continue to cover football, but there is just something a little bit different about Arizona basketball, and we saw that today.
1: Uh, yeah, it was me today. It was fun. There were, like, way too many people there, so we're getting to what? that time year.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Tommy Lloyd. I think I asked one of the really good questions out there oh. when uh, – yeah, because let's be honest, last year he, or, uh, he was very good in the presser where he said, and he was trying to play modest where he said, saying that Christian Coloca would be defensive player of the year wasn't a bold take. Tommy Gunn, it was a bold take because nobody saw it except you. Then he also said that this was a good team or last year, and nobody really knew what to say. This year he said that he thought that Pella Larson could possibly take that role as defensive player of the year in the conference. And on top of that, that this is a good team.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I asked Pella about that, and, and he said his dad has really been harping on him about becoming an elite defender, and Tommy's been working and, and believe that he has the capability. And, you know, Tommy isn't a guy that's that will BS you. He, he right. tells you to do it like it is. So if he tells you that this team is is going to be good and probably secure a, a pretty solid seed in the NCAA tournament, he he means it.
0: All right, now let's talk about uh, some of these players. Um, first of all, um, uh, Azulis Tabellis. Uh, Tommy Lloyd was asked about what he needed from him, and he said, "You know, it's got to be something where it's in a five-on-five setting. He can pretty much come. Uh, he can pretty he can pretty much look at the guy across from him and say." I'm going to be able to. I'm going to be able to do what I want against you. I'm going to be able to get. And again, I now I'm paraphrasing, but now I'm going to be able to get my 18 and eight. And quite frankly, Jason, there's no reason that he shouldn't. Because again, as a freshman, this is a guy that dropped 31 and 10 or 31 and eight on the Mobley brothers. He he can clearly play.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we've had a discussion. I I think that the NCAA tournament and what happened and Ajulis and fully recognizes what happened. Kind of put a a damper on expectations for zoo he's still one of the best players in the conference he's still really really good at basketball and he's still going to be one if not the best player on this team that tournament doesn't you know erase that he's there's not many guys in this conference that are going to be able to guard him one-on-one
0: Right. Now, um, it'll just be interesting to see if he can get that back. But I look at this conference right now, and I think on the short list of players, you know, who you would pick to be conference player of the year, you would have either, obviously, Julius Tebelis. I would probably pick Jaime Hawkes to be the player of the year if I had to do that. Um, uh, Stanford kid, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Your um, boy,
1: Will Richardson.
0: My boy, Will Richardson. <laughs> but there's about four or five guys. but. But Zoo is right there in that. And I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, because we're going to get to Pella Larson in a second. My bad, Pella. That hashtag will be coming back there this year. Jason Shear was right on Pella. I was wrong. So take everything that I say about Pella with a grain of salt. But I do believe that Azulis has the highest upside on this team. I think if you were to ask, or if you were to look at this team and say, who's going to be the leading player on this team, I still think that it's Azulis to Yeah,
1: I mean, look, the the guy is, plenty capable of averaging 18 and 10 and, and I right. think Pell is going to increase his numbers from last season but 18 and 10 you're talking about one of the best statistical players in the country and right. if Pell's coming close to that uh, Arizona is going to be really really good and I, I could see Pell averaging you know 13 to 15 points and six or seven rebounds and a couple assists and here and there but I mean if he's getting anywhere near the that 18 and 10 number uh, Arizona is just really, really good, and I would expect Zu to, to lead Arizona in, in points and rebounds.
0: I was talking with Matt Muehlbach the other day, and he was telling he, he told me he said um, he was talking about Pella Larson onto Honda uh, Pella right there. He said I think Pella's is an NBA player. He said I don't know that I thought that last year. He said I think that this year. He said I've watched him. He's thinner. He looks bouncy. I'm, I have no doubt what Pella can do on the defensive side of the court. I'm excited to see what he can do offensively because last year when he was dribbling and whatnot, it was a little clunky. It never looked totally natural. I'm curious how much of that was the injury and just how much of that is now him being a different player.
1: Yeah. I mean, we saw him in practice today and and yeah, it's limited and they're not doing some crazy stuff, but he does look different physically. Right. Uh, He looks more toned and, and, Uh, You know, he, he looks like he has a little more spring in his step, and he offensively when, when he committed to Arizona, I had people that weren't even Arizona coaches tell me that they thought he was a complete stud offensively. And Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling that without Ben, without Dalen, you're going to kind of see the real Pella offensively this season. He's going to be a little more aggressive in that role. And Tommy Lloyd mentioned that, you know, Pella's better than he thinks he is at times. And right he needs to realize it and, and Tommy's been active in trying to make him realize it and I think we'll see Pella take that next step offensively.
0: All right, Kerr Creasa, um obviously the guy that I think keeps everybody uh, on their t- on their toes, first of all, Tommy Lloyd, he's not just saying this, he clearly loves Kerr. You uh we were at the uh, obviously we were at the presser today. And then uh, Kurt puts his head in there and he says, uh, you coming out here or whatever? And then Tommy just looks at us and he's like, you see what I have to deal with here? But this to me, Kurt Carisa is really kind of a linchpin for me here. I don't expect Kurt Carisa to be Jason Terry, but I also would like to see Kerr average about 14 points per game and at the same time be able to shoot. Uh, a higher percentage. We've always heard that Kerr is a great shooter. Um, We haven't seen that here at the U of A from a percentage perspective, but you look at him, it's got a great, I mean, he's got a great stroke. We're going to find out this year, I think really what Kerr Creasa is all about on the basketball court.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I need that many points from him, but like if he's not turning the ball over, if, well,
0: Jason, he averaged 11 a game last year, and you lose Ben Mather and Christian coloco and Dalen and Terry.
1: Let me let me let me let me get to the point. I, Sorry, it, it needs to be more efficient. Like if he's scoring 10 points per game, 11 points per game, and it's on a better efficiency, I'm cool with him not raising necessarily to the 14 right. to 16. You know what I mean? I'd rather him be an efficient shooter and an efficient point guard. And like you hear stories in practice with how good of a shooter he is. And like, we just left practice and he hit five threes in a row off a curl screen. Him and Pella, you know, that was the drill. And I know it's open. It's not a game, but it's not like he's just a dude. that right. Can't shoot. Just It doesn't carry over to games for some reason. And, you know, he, I, the, the aspect of the game of his game that I'm most curious to see is his ability to score within the arc. And I asked him about that. And he said, he was honest. He said, look, it's, it's difficult to practice something that you're not very good at, but I feel more comfortable with it now. And and I'm going to try to make that a a part of my game. And so I'm curious to see how much of a part of his game that becomes.
0: Jason, KB Thiel with the question of the day, he says, what does back the A mean to you? Or as some people might say, what does bear down mean to you?
1: It's a way of life. Isn't it, Mike?
0: It's a way of life. You either live it or as the kids would say, I Y K Y K, correct? correct
1: that was good look at, you're so
0: dude, look at me right there dude all right now i want to talk about the beast that is umar ballo again i was uh i had no clue what to expect from umar last year um tommy lloyd brought him up when i asked about what uh what players um you know on the team would uh what players on the team uh, he was looking for big things from and tommy lloyd by the by the way Udfo, you need to check your twitter dms Go ahead. Um, but uh, he's not. Nah, it, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, but uh, Umar Ballo, he looks like an absolute monster right now. I have no clue how that's going to totally translate out on the court there, Jason. But physically, he you talk about being thin, sculpted, well put. I don't want to say thin. That's not the right term. But this is a man that if he were to be an all-conference guy this year, I would not be shocked if you were to tell me that he was going to be 12 and seven, 12 and eight, something like that. I think that's a very realistic expectation.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, he's, he's clearly in better shape than he was last year. And then the thing that I got from when, when you asked Tommy that question and then talking to Umar is he's going to take a much more active defensive role this season without Coloco. And, And we're going to see him be more aggressive. I think blocking shots and, and kind of a, a different type of defender and you know he he claims and tommy claims that he has more of an offensive game that that we didn't really get to see last year and we got kind of a glimpse of it in the red and blue with that little hook shot jumper he made so uh, he's one of those guys where um i would absolutely expect to jump from last year to this year and a lot of it has to do with role and, and coloco not being here
0: all right two things to go together uh, Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Um, obviously, you got the brewery up in Tempe. Got a lot of good stuff going for other events up there. Check it out. Or we've got a major watch party coming up here, October fifteenth at two o'clock this Saturday. Jason Shear has even said that he's going to try to make it. I am holding Jason Shear to that. Was that?
1: Try. But if I can't make it, doesn't mean that everyone else shouldn't make it. You're making it. We'll see.
0: Um, listen, your uh, your uh, second in command, Shelby Shear, can certainly hold down the live tweeting and the analysis for it during no, at she's least. Got a big event.
1: She's got a big event. She yeah, even she yeah she,
0: she doesn't need to come to tap and bottle if she doesn't need to want to.
1: I'm just saying she's not she's not even going to be able to watch the game.
0: All right. well all right well fair enough either way um, four Peaks brew will be at tap and bottle Kevin Woodman makes his triumphant return I would imagine that a lot of people will be up there a lot of people come hang out with us downtown and again show notes uh, check out for our, uh, four Peaks brewery in the description okay now let's get to KB thiel's question right here um another guy that you owe me sheer because of a membership on your board. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Sometime I'm going to put a membership list for Jason Shear right there of people that you should be giving me a child tax credit
1: for. There's also some people you should apologize for bringing to the board. That
0: well. is a true. John Aldrich, dude. Sorry. you. <laughs> oh, I, I do apologize on that one. All right. KB Thiel. I'm curious, Jason. What are your thoughts on the shooting ability this year? Are we going to be a better or worse three-point shooting squad? I say better, but maybe I'm dumb.
1: That's tough. I, I would say probably pretty similar, right? I mean, I agree. It, it depends on if Courtney Ramey is a better shooter than he showed. Um, I think Pella will be fine. Uh, you know, it, it's it's probably similar. Uh, you know, the hope it may be a little better if you count like Cedric Henderson is a is a solid three point shooter. So I don't think it'll be worse. Right? I don't know how much better it would be.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. And uh, let's see right here, UFO. Uh, um, we're going to talk about your Oregon ducks here in a little bit, but uh, he says better right there. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. I think it's, I think it'll be every bit as good a shooting team, if possibly, if better, because again, it's not Dalen became an opportunistic shooter at the end. Um, and I got to give him some credit because he made some huge threes and, you know, Ben was obviously a good shooter, but you've got to think that at least theoretically Kirk Creese is going to be a better shooter. Um, Pella Larson, Another year, more comfortable in that position right there. Ramey is a guy that has flirted with thirty eight percent before, so it should be a team that isn't a bad by a bad shooting team by any means. But what I think this team is really going to hold its uh, hat on all season long. And again, I'm going to get to uh uh not not what I was uh, thinking, but uh, one of our. Uh, one of our uh, very esteemed uh, listeners right there, put Arizona's height is going to be a massive problem for teams this year. I don't know what Arizona's upside is, but they're going to go into games and they're going to be able to beat up a lot of teams down low.
1: Yeah, there's going to be, I would say the majority of the teams on Arizona's schedule will not be able to match up with Arizona's size. And, and it's not just the size in the starting lineup. Uh, Bringing a guy like Vesar off the bench. Philly B is big. Dylan Anderson, if he plays as a freshman, is big. I mean, there are there are multiple guys, you know, that that are going to come off the bench and rotate in different lineups. And Tommy Lloyd has said he's old school, similar to Sean Miller, in that they like playing two bigs. Now, obviously, it looks different when you compare how they play two bigs, but uh, Tommy Lloyd's will play two bigs at once and, and have no issue doing it.
0: Yeah, and I've, I honestly. I think that people with Vesar, I think the expectations got a little bit out of whack here, because and again, it, it's obviously it's not your fault, it's nobody's fault. But under uh, Sean Miller, um, when you would get a, a a prospect, I think people thought that uh, Vesar was going to be something like like Lowry coming in. And again, well, he's got a lot of potential. He's going to be an N- NBA. I almost said an NFL player. He's going to be an NBA player. That, to me, is not this year. I look for him to be more like an 8-4, and 8-5 and five guy. And then that next year, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, that uh, three, twenty-four season, he becomes that monster. I think this year he's going to be a very, very valuable swing reserve big. Fair? Not fair.
1: Yeah, because you also got to think, like, where's it coming from? You right. know, like, like Zoo's going to not leave the court. He's barely right. going to leave, right? And, and so you know, yeah, you might go to those situations where you have Zoo and vasar on the court at the same time. And, you know, I think 10 points for Vasar is fine if he's in mm-hmm. that 15 range that some people are getting kind of carried he's away. He's probably again, going pro. Right. Then he's probably going pro after one year and Arizona is really, really good. And right. he, he's good. Vasar is good. But again, he's one of these players where we're talking about him. He's good now, but as a sophomore, he's going to be really good.
0: I've had a couple people think that are on Twitter thinking that I'm making this up. Can we, and you're as somebody who I think I, you can call his uh, friendly with Jack Murphy is part of the back, the a movement. Is this correct
1: today at practice, Jack Murphy pointed to you pointed to the a, and then did an a with his hands. And uh, we also ran into him and he said, back the a, he is a full fledged
0: back the a member. He is a back the A member and we're going to turn this into something right there, but Jack Murphy, you, you know what you're doing right there. Okay. Now we're going to get to uh, Andre Veras. people always asking about recruiting. We're going to get to recruiting here in a little bit. Um, Kobe Thiel. I really like Ramey as him and uh, Kerr are going to play the one and a half some on some off the ball. They match really well, but I'm concerned about who's going to be able to get a bucket when uh, Arizona needs it to me. And I could be totally off on that. I still think that that's where Azulis' role is. But again, I was wrong on Pella last year. Maybe Pella does become that guy. But I still think that that needs to go through Azulis at least initially until he proves that he can't do it.
1: Hey, okay, Kerr did it a few times. He time.
0: Great point. I, my bad. Great and, point. He uh, did it against Illinois, Oregon, UCLA. Yes, very and well put. It
1: was like, it, and I think you put the ball in Kerr's hand and then you kind of figure it out from there. But I would yeah. agree. It's probably zoo. Um, and you know, there's a few players in Arizona that have shown to be clutch. And I think the concern there is where, which guy on the roster has the ability to break a guy off, on up the dribble. It was Ben, um, you know, who's going to take in that role that I think is a big question, but I think there's a bunch of guys that, you know, you, you feel kind of okay with them having the ball in their hands at the end of the game.
0: Jason, have I told you about the DraftKings sportsbook app, code word PHNX? Tell me more, Mike. All right, that's the answer that I like. That's the answer that I like to hear. Here's the deal: new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. That's simple. That easy. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? This is such a good thing that I used to have this read-all memorized, but they keep adding cool things to it. So now I'm having to read a little bit off the script right here. Uh, To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays uh, once per game, all season long. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right, Mountain Mike's Pizza is now set up on Oracle. This is a place, Oracle and Wetmore, I believe. This is the place that you want to go and get all of your pizza. It's uh, it's going to take off. Heck, maybe get some pizza on the way to the watch party at PHN or uh, downtown Tap and Bottle. Good stuff right there. Again, show notes for all the details. Um. where were we we talking about? Oh, let's talk now about how we see this team kind of uh, unfolding and playing out in the conference. Um, I blindly liked UCLA before, and again, Yo Defoe uh, put on there that um, who are UCLA's bigs? And I think that's going to be a massive problem for UCLA against Arizona. It's not necessarily a problem. Oregon's going to have different matchup issues against Arizona, but Again, Arizona is definitely going to win one of those games against UCLA, even if they're a high, more highly thought of.
1: I mean, it really comes down to how good a is. If he's average, I think UCLA is going to disappoint. If he's really good, then they'll be fine. It's a lot of pressure on him, just like there's a lot of pressure on uh, on Amari Bailey to come in and score, because I think they have a similar problem Or who's going to be that guy to go get a bucket now that Johnny Juzang's gone. Well,
0: that'll be Hawkes.
1: Yeah, but still, he's not a break off the dri- – you know what I mean? He, he's similar yeah. to – his offensive game is – is it's an old man game, but it's not like
0: – Right, that's you know, fair. That's fair.
1: But I, I think you're putting a lot of pressure on those bigs because it, they're just – it's not there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And he's got to – but what also would worry me if I'm UCLA is he's also – while he's a five-star kid, Bona, he's not that hyper, uber elite guy that generally are the real game changers, the top five players, again – the DeAndre Ayton's of the world. Um again, that's a bad comparison cuz he's the first pick in the draft, but oh,
1: he, is, he's not But yeah, game- but
0: he What's that?
1: He's not a game changer. You you assume he's not going to come in and be like, "Oh crap, like 17 and 10 as a freshman one and done." You know what I mean? He's just He's, he's not, not that type of guy.
0: He's not Kellell Ware.
1: Yeah, he's not. You're right.
0: All right. Now, to me, Oregon, UCLA, and Arizona are the only teams that really matter in the conference. I understand people like Stanford. They've returned a lot of guys. I'll still believe that they really matter when I see it. Oregon, to me, was a – last year it was a disaster. They would beat a team like UCLA. They would hang with Arizona, and then they would get smoked by ASU. You're bringing back a roster where it looks like you're going to put Will Richardson in the shoot, or in the scoring role. You put Gary A. is launching threes, and I think you're going to try to hope to beat up teams down low with Ware and Dante. What do you think about Oregon this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. They're they're going to go back to the, the Dana Altman style of just kind of overpowering you and, and really attacking the glass. And, and the problem is they tried that at times last year, and they just couldn't score. I mean, right. When the ball didn't go in the bucket at all, they weren't good enough defensively. They should be better. Where it appears to be really good, Um, yeah. I mean, I I think you're the the top three teams in the conference are clear. I just I'm not going to trust a Jared Haas team to be in the top three until I see it.
0: And you and USC, while losing a big Vince right there for as long as he's out, he could be out all season. Um, I don't know if has he has there been anything announced on him?
1: No, and that's going to be a day to day thing. And he's I'm in the similar boat as toss with that one, and I'll believe an Andy Enfield team can win the conference when I see it. Yeah, I said it, Mike. Your boy, Andy Enfield.
0: J- Jason, Andy Enfield is very good for USC. Let's just I let's agree go. with that. That's I always go I
1: back mean? to the argument Do you want Andy Enfield coaching Arizona?
0: Well, I mean, no.
1: Okay, that's it. I win.
0: <laughs> all right. Now, oh,
1: coaching Arizona? Who? Dana Altman.
0: He, uh, I feel a lot better about that than Andy Enfield. Correct. Thank All right. Hey, have I told you my joke about Crete, Nebraska?
1: Uh, no, never.
0: All right. I don't even. Need, I don't want to waste everybody's time on it. Oh, oh. We need to get back to some more of the reserves. I do apologize. I do apologize. Then we'll get to some recruiting. Um, I almost said Adama Ball, the ultimate uh, wild card for me. Yeah. You looked at him last year and uh, the Tommy gun did say that um, he probably should have played ball more last year as the season went on. We saw at the end of the year, he felt good. It looked good shooting threes, pull-ups. And I've been saying this from day one. If you were to tell me the ball's going to average five points a game. Cool. If you were to tell me he's going to average 11 or 12, or 11 points per game, I could see that too. I have no clue what to expect.
1: Yeah. I think he's the one guy where I really don't know what to expect. And, and right. because he, there were glimpses where he was awesome like against UCLA, there were glimpses where he went in and, and was looked confused at, at times. And that's normal for a freshman and you know, international player and all that. But um he, he works hard, he looked good at times over the summer in international, and then other times he didn't. It's just it's difficult to see that kind of like what kind of jump he's going to make. The potential is clearly there, it's just a matter of how fast he's gonna reach it.
0: Cedric Henderson's fascinating to me because um You look at it, and yes, he went to Campbell last year. I've watched his game against Duke, though, multiple times. And if you watch that game, it's on YouTube. When Campbell played Duke, he 100% looked like he belonged out there on the court. Um, You look at his range. You look how he moves. He's the one guy that, and again, I don't know what to expect because I haven't watched a ton of Campbell basketball. But if there was another guy that could maybe emerge really as kind of a, a lockdown defender type, I would think that it might be him, even if it's a role coming off the bench.
1: Yeah, I asked Kurt Kreese today. I said, who's the guy I'm not talking about enough? And he said, Cedric Henderson right, right. away. So he's the XO guy. He's the guy that, you know, makes things happen and all that. And, uh, you know, my, my biggest concern with him would be, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's difficult to take a guy at Campbell playing, you know, crap competition most of the time and kind of project what he's going to be right. doing. We saw it
0: with Dylan Smith.
1: Right. And so, you know, do I think he's good? Yeah. Do I think he'll be a superstar? Probably not. But I think he'll be one of these guys that is important to Arizona, where he'll do a little bit of everything, solid defensively, solid on offense, doesn't make a ton of mistakes, he's going to be one of those fan-favorite types that kind of comes in, puts his head down, and, and does his job and fully accepts it.
0: Philly B. I did not expect him, when you set, when you look at him up close – And he told me, I asked him, I said, have you, did you lift weights before you got to the U of A? And he said, nope, never lifted weights. I did like sit-ups and I did some push-ups, but he is an incredibly, for a freshman, he's a very, very well put together guy. I think physically, that's not going to be the issue for him. It's going to be the adjustment to the game and everything, but he's not coming in here looking like Kirk Walters. I mean, he's coming in here looking like, you know, he's physically, he's physically ready to play.
1: Yeah, he's bigger than I think people realize. It's one of the situations when you're up close, you kind of realize how big he is. But his biggest transition by far is just understanding the game and that the game is different. Tommy Lloyd's system is is different than what he's used to. You know, like one of the things he said is he would throw behind the back passes all the time. And Tommy would right. saying, no, I can't really do that. Today we watched defensive drills, and there were a couple times where he needed to be coached up a little bit more than others. And not in a bad way, just in a – okay, you've never necessarily done this drill or you don't know what this defense looks like on a day-in, day-out basis. So it wouldn't surprise me if things go a little slower for him at first because I think he needs to get coached up. But his overall skill set mixed with his size is really, really impressive.
0: I feel good saying that at some point during his Arizona career, he is going to be a very good basketball player.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that.
0: All right, now, which leads me into another guy. Dylan Anderson, my guy, not your guy. I've loved Dylan Anderson from day one. We looked at Dylan Anderson and he is put on, he looks much different than he looked in high school physically. I would like to see him redshirt this year, but right now, if we were taking stock in the Mike Luke and Jason Shear okay. Dylan Anderson uh, debate, right now, I think that I, I think right now I'm the betting favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app.
1: I will say this, and you know, we had these conversations. My biggest concern would be that the style of play he had in high school would be hard to get rid of in college. And what I mean by that is there's people around him that would say you're a shooting guard or you're a small right. forward, play like that. And to his credit, and he absolutely deserves credit, in his first right. interview with us, he said, I realized that the way I played in high school isn't the way I should be playing. I should be playing right. back to the basket, you know, being stronger and bigger than guys, and that's what Tommy's helped me do. If they can make that a consistent thing where he understands what his strengths are and he plays to them, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna win that bet.
0: All right, Kylan Boswell, then, and then I want to get to a little bit of recruiting. My whole thing with Boswell has always been this: I don't, I would love to see some real contributions from him this year. My entire thing has always been. Get him in here, get him healthy, have him ready to rock and roll because the 2023-2024 roster is absolutely loaded. That's a national title contender, and he needs to be a big part of that. Um, if he can play this year, great. But, um, you know, that's kind of – that's my priorities with him. What are what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, get him healthy. Don't worry about it until he's 100% healthy. Maybe conference play, he, he starts. Get him 10 minutes a game the rest of the season – Uh, It's not an insult to him when I say that if he's playing a 20-minute role on this team this season, something probably went wrong with the backcourt just because of Ramey and Kerr and all that. But let him play the backup point, 10 minutes or so, run things, get a feel for what it's like, and then you expect that jump next season.
0: All right, now, recruiting time, what everyone wants to talk about. But first, let me tell you about game time as well. Here's the deal. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it even easier than ever to score the best deals on sports, or excuse me, sports events, t- or uh, uh, concerts, you name it. You can save up to 60% and uh, save up to 60% when you buy your s- tickets last second. It's for the procrastinators like Jason Shear out there. And if you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. All right. Carter Bryant, you and I watched him a lot. Uh, well, not a lot, but watched him this uh, this summer in Phoenix. He's very, very good. 2024 kid, top 10 to 15 player in the class. And that's not going to change. Uh, his recruiting ranking won't go down. It's only going to go up. Um, I know for a long time, Arizona probably felt very good about where they stand with him. He just visited. Anything new on that?
1: I mean, I haven't heard anything new. It's kind of the situations where Arizona probably leads, and unless it doesn't. (laughs) Right. I mean, he might not openly talk about it. He doesn't have any visit plans right now. I don't think he's in a rush, but he loves Arizona. He loves his coaching staff. He's friends with guys that were on the team last year. He's friends with guys that are on the team this year. He's got the closest relationship with Arizona's team and coaching staff. You know, to me, and I don't often say this, I, I think it would be, kind of a, a big mess up if Arizona doesn't land him. It means that someone right. went along with the recruitment.
0: And then I do believe in that class. I don't know which one they're going to get, whether it's De'Don Don Thomas or Zoom Diallo, but I do have faith that they will get one of those point guards in the 2024 class.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know who, but I think they're they're in a situation where there's enough playing time. Now I will say this, if DeDon Thomas reclassifies to 2023, like as a possibility, it won't be Arizona. It'll be For sure.
0: somewhere else. Right. And then last one, Cody Williams, my guy. Um, You guys, 24-7 sports was ahead of the curve. Not Most people at (laughs) 24-7 sports were ahead. Have him as a McDonald's kid. Um, Arizona has obviously made him a priority guy. There was an in-home visit. Um, I'm hearing that things are very good on that front. Who knows? It could change. But I think Arizona is probably liking where they're standing with Cody Williams, too.
1: Yeah, I think Arizona's in in solid position right now. And the key with him is he's not big on the recruiting process. There's a reason why you don't read interviews with recent quotes. I would expect him not to drag this out at all. When he's ready to decide, I think everyone's going to know it. And and I don't think it's going to take that much longer.
0: All right, Jason, before uh, we sign off here, where can they find you? You've always got good deals going on. What's the deal right now?
1: Uh, wildcatauthority.com. We don't have a deal right now. If Arizona beats Washington, maybe we'll, we'll throw up a deal for a celebration, but we'll have something coming soon, but wildcat authority and the big thing there is you get Paramount plus and all that. And it's a, it's a great deal for everyone.
0: All right. And on top of that, Jason, you do have a deal and we're putting this out there for any Arizona football game that the cats win from here on out. If they win that week, Jason has to have back the A as his official emblem in the background of his Twitter account, correct?
1: I said if if Arizona wins a game this season as an underdog, and I'm pretty sure it'll be an underdog in every game the rest of the season.
0: All right. That means we need to win a lot of games out there, Wildcat fans. But as always, Cher, appreciate you, my man, and I'm sure you'll be hearing from me in the next 10 to 15 minutes.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.